If you're experiencing suffering, I have good news for you. Suffering is the path. Suffering is the path to liberation. What is suffering? In the way I'm speaking about it, suffering can be defined as the feeling that something is not right with you or the feeling that something is not right with life. There's a Buddhist description of suffering or interpretation of suffering called unsatisfactoriness. The underlying feeling that things are not satisfying, that life as we're living it is not satisfying, or that we don't feel fundamentally okay. So if any of this is happening, if this is your experience, it's not bad news, it's good news. The bad news is if you're not aware of it. The good news is when you become aware of it, the suffering itself is the path. It may not seem like it at first. It may seem like we have to design a path to lead ourselves out of the suffering or design a path or discover a path or learn a path to dissolve the suffering or get rid of the suffering. But I wanna pose a different orientation to this. It's one that you will acclimatize it to at some point anyway. So why not from the beginning? And that is to orient directly into the suffering itself. Look closely at it, feel closely into it. What is it? Where is it? You can approach this at multiple levels. You can approach it at the level of mind, of thought. What is suffering? What is it that makes me perceive that things aren't okay? What is it about me that feels off, that doesn't quite feel right? These questions can lead us into a close exploration of our beliefs, our beliefs about ourselves, our beliefs about life. This can help us to explore the narratives that are chronically running in our mind. This can illuminate what it is we ruminate on. It can also light up these dark spaces that we often overlook. When we light these spaces up, when we look in the places that we tend to overlook through chronic thought, we often find surprising beliefs. So slowing down enough to see the thoughts, to see the beliefs, and to look in any of these dark spaces can be very valuable. Also, the closer we look at thoughts, the more we realize that only occurs now. We can only look at thoughts now, here in this moment. Also, it compels us to consider what the heck a thought is in the first place. What is this thought that only occurs right now that seems to be talking about something maybe that didn't occur now, something from my past? It seems to reference some memory or some other thought. And yet, whatever's aware of this, whatever's engaging this inquiry process, whatever it is that's asking the questions and observing the thoughts, clearly isn't in the past. It's right here. So inquiring into suffering at the level of thought can be very valuable because it starts to make space between 
the thought-based identity, the memory-based identity, the concept-based identity, and that which is aware of it, and the sense of just being, just being aware, just being alive right now. And as we make some distance, we have an opportunity to more fully inhabit the sense of being, the sense of being aware, being here, being alive right now. We can also engage suffering at the level of emotion. We can ask ourselves, what am I feeling? And if we don't know what we're feeling, we could ask ourselves, why don't I know what I'm feeling? What is it I'm avoiding? Or what could I be feeling right now? Looking at the narrative or the storyline of your life in the moment, what would it be reasonable to be feeling about this situation? Sometimes that gives us a bit of a clue. When we've repressed emotions for a long time, it can be pretty opaque. We can be clueless, actually, to what we're even feeling at times. But by asking the questions, by inquiring, by being open to the lessons here, over time we'll get much better at recognizing what it is we actually feel. Are we feeling sadness? Are we feeling guilt? Are we feeling worry? Are we feeling fear? Perhaps we're feeling shame. Perhaps we're feeling doubt. Perhaps we're feeling excitement. Just becoming aware of these emotions starts to clarify things, starts to loosen things up. It's another way of clarifying presence. These feelings, these experiences only occur now, only occur here. And moreover, when we see into the emotions, when we are able to feel them distinctly and discreetly and give them the space to move through, then we notice that we don't have to run into our mind so much. We don't have to run up into our world of narratives because that's a world of avoidance often. We run into the past and future through thought, but emotion only happens here, now. And we may have a lot of resistance to this at first, and that may feel like suffering. But as I said at the beginning, if we're willing to investigate that suffering, why does it feel so uncomfortable to feel an emotion right now? Maybe I can just stay here a little longer. Maybe it's not as uncomfortable as my mind tells me. Just feel, let the body feel, let the body emote if it needs to. Just process what's here. And that may lead us to a recognition that underneath all of it is a field of sensation, a fluctuation of sensations, all textures and shades. And we actually have the capacity, the ability to inhabit this space. The only thing that prevents it is habit, the habit to resist the space and then resist the emotion and then end up in the world of thought and then resist thoughts. And very quickly, we end up in a sort of house of mirrors of thoughts, mental reflections. We're in the past, we're in the future. We're doubting, fearing, planning, thinking, thinking, thinking. And that feels very unsatisfactory. It feels like suffering. So this whole process is about looking closely at the suffering 
taking it one level deeper and one level deeper until we find ourselves in this field of sensation, pure sensation. And from here, the lens is clear because if anything obstructs, if anything seems to contract or gets in the way or feels heavy or confusing or dark, we could always find it. It's always immediately apparent and we can ask ourselves, what is it? Once we've traversed this pathway, we are recognizing emotion, we're recognizing thought, we're recognizing belief in real time. So nothing is hidden, nothing is unclear. So the suffering has led us into all of this. And now suffering feels far less like a problem and more like a pointer, a catalyst to open us up to deeper and deeper experience, to clearer and clearer experience. So suffering is the path. Look closely, feel closely, give yourself as much space as you need to go in, to go where you've always wanted to go, but you've been conditioned not to. You have the capacity, give yourself permission and give yourself the space to do this. Go as deep as you can and then have some patience. If you hit a limit or hit a wall or hit some intense resistance, come back again later. Relax the body. Approach it with curiosity. Go deeper into the suffering. Go deeper into the emotion body. Go deeper into the sense field. At some point, there will no longer be suffering or suffering will have transmuted or changed so much that it won't be recognizable in the same way. There won't be separation. There won't be anything that could be said to be apart from anything else. There will be nowhere to stick a label anymore or a story or a narrative. There will be no sense of anything outside of this. So presence will shine radiantly through all universes and through zero space, zero distance. From here, you'll know suffering is enlightenment. Samsara is nirvana. <laughs>